0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Great Stories, the podcast that looks back at some of Unbound Theatre's past projects and productions. We've something slightly different for you in this episode, hence why I'm here to introduce things before the podcast begins a proper... What you're about to hear is the audio version of An Evening with Inspector Murder, which was a livestream event we broadcast in April 2021. We're including it here, as it's only fair to feature the Inspector in our behind-the-scenes series, but it seemed a bit daft retelling the same stories we'd covered in the livestream, so we've extracted the audio from the recording, tidied it up a bit, and added it to our podcast feed. One last thing I should mention before we begin is that during the live stream we table read the first episode of the upcoming second series of Inspector Murder Inspects, our sleuthing sitcom. We've edited that out of this version as we'll be bringing you the full studio edition of the episode later this year. If you'd like to see the full unedited live stream you can look up Unbound Theatre on YouTube and Facebook, but for now here's the Tell Great Stories edition of An Evening with Inspector Murder.
1: Hello, and welcome on behalf of Unbound Theatre to a very, very special evening with Inspector Murder. We're broadcasting here live from the Limelight Theatre at Queen's Park Arts Centre for a very special show where we're going to be telling you the story of one of our beloved characters from Unbound. My name is Erica Sanderson, and I will be your host this evening as well as appearing in some of the scripts. And joining me tonight.
2: Ah. Hello, I'm Alistair Sanderson at No Relation. <laughs> um, and I have the privilege to play the haphazard inspector himself.
3: Hi, I'm Emily Pugh. I'll be playing Law and Order and messing about in a few of the other sketches. I'm Joe Pratt. I play Constant Surveillance, a very balanced and respectable member
4: <laughs> of the uh, community, and one or two other weirdos from other sketches.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm Andy Faber and I am playing Luke Vercluse.
6: Hello, I'm Stephanie and I played a variety of characters in series one, including Molly.
7: Hi, I'm Gareth Johnson. I assist Daria with the writing of some of this, and I also play a variety of supporting characters, and you'll hear me in some brilliant supporting characters throughout the sketches and episodes tonight. And some great sound effects too. Yeah.
8: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and I'm Daria Knight, I'm the co creator and writer of the series.
1: But what we're gonna be it- in with uh, one of the very first sketches in which the inspector appears. This was originally performed as part of the Unbound Sketchbook's debut show, Transcendental Mongoose, in 2016. And the title of this goes by Murder Alley.
8: We hear corner hor- corny horror movie organ music.
1: There seemed uh, nothing
2: altogether peculiar about that night as I walked toward number six six six, horrifyingly gruesome Murder Alley. But even as I knocked upon the door, I
4: couldn't help but feel there was an ugly
2: disturbance waiting for me inside so the door opens.
3: Who are you calling ugly?
2: Oh, it wasn't me it was the uh, it was the voiceover oh. can I help? Uh, my name is Inspector Murder and uh, I'm here to inspect a murder dun, dun, dun. Come again uh, I'm here to see the body dun, dun, dun.
3: Ignore that it's just the man next door up out all hours of the night hammering away on his organ. Anyway, what body?
2: Oh, the the one that's been murdered.
3: There hasn't been a murder. We're having a dinner party.
2: But I mean, I was told there was a murder. This is 666 horrifyingly gruesome murder, alley, isn't it? Yes. Well, then I'm here to see
4: the body.
3: What body? Who said there was a body? The script. Oh, I see. Well, there hasn't been a murder.
2: (sighs) Listen, (sighs) there... Has been uh, <laughs> No,
3: there hasn't
2: been. Smooth start. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> Inspector Murder Strikes again. <laughs> yes, there has.
3: No, there hasn't. A gunshot. Now there's been a murder.
8: Right. Well then, I'm here to see the body.
3: Certainly. Come on in.
8: We hear more corny horror movie organ music.
3: Oi, Arthur, give it a rest, will you?
8: End of sketch.
1: End of sketch. And uh, in between, we'll be sort of chatting about some of the behind-the-scenes uh, creation behind Inspector Murder. So, Dario, how did Inspector end up in the first sketchbook show? And uh, what were the beginnings of the character?
8: Um, I wish there was a really sort of insightful, fascinating, witty anecdote, other than it just popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talked about other characters on these podcasts, we talked about Professor Konomi, there's this whole long creative series of cause and effects that lead to the character and that's honestly shut up talking about. <laughs> yeah, genuinely the idea of a detective who turns up to inspect a murder that's not happened yet just it's just I, I can't remember the thought process at all it was just there um and then if you're writing that story I suppose inevitably there's going to be a line of dialogue along the lines of my name's detective so and so and I'm here to investigate a murder and if you've got one ear on wordplay then inspect a murder inspecting a murder is, is you know it's a good bouncy phrase um, and that, that, that is the boring story <laughs> um, how he came in the sketch show I mean the only, I don't think I've ever told you that What well. I wrote that when I was 17 so he's been around for about oh wow more years than I care to <laughs> <mean>. um, <laughs> over a decade um, and then he's looking, well. Yeah, he's just looking very well yeah he's um, took nine years to do anything with him <laughs> and then I think it was Gareth you and Matt were putting together the first sketch show and I yeah. think I think Matt asked if I had any material, which I did not at the time. So <laughs> dug that one out of the sort of hard drive, and then and away it went. Who knew where it would lead? Aww. Yes.
1: Mm. That's very true. <laughs> well, the following year after 2016, the character returned to the sketchbook's second show, which was Farmers versus Pirates, and this time became a recurring character in several sketches through the sketchbook. And we're going to be performing all three of them, starting with the Witness, which was written by Garrett.
2: <clears throat> right then, uh, let's get down to business. My name is Inspector Murder, and I'm here to inspect a murder. dun dun dah. Yes. I <laughs> oh, will be aided in this task by my assistant, Luc Vercluse. Evening. Yeah. Uh, Luke. Uh, that's a very French-sounding name you have there. Yes, it is, sir. Indeed it is. Yes, it is. And, and, and yet, uh, you do not seem to have a hilariously comedy French accent.
5: No, sir. No, I do not. My parents were French. And I was named by them. But they both tragically died in a non-specific accident when I was sent to live with my estranged uncle in Wales. Uh, and uh, yet you do not seem to have a hilariously comedy Welsh accent. <laughs> and that is quite correct. Uh, as my estranged uncle tragically died at the shock of having a small child turn up out of the blue, asking to live with them. And so I was taken in by my adoptive parents, the Giovanni family. <laughs> right, yes. And,
2: and what uh, accent did they speak with
5: exactly? That's not
2: important. Mm, Yes. (laughs) You know, I'm starting to think that your lack of a comedy French accent has less to do with a tragic and convoluted backstory and uh, more to do with the fact that you cannot do a hilariously comedy French accent. I couldn't possibly comment. Yes, and and that although we have many people in the cast uh, capable of doing a very good French accent... You're such a prima donna that you insisted on playing the part of Luke
5: anyway. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, um, anyway, we should uh, get on with solving the murder.
5: Right. Well,
8: the inspector stops him and waits.
5: (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! Do carry on, Luke. Right. Well, I was just saying, we should probably interview Miss Taken. She's a witness. Who's Miss Taken? Well... Not me, I hope. <laughs> She's definitely with this. She saw the, um, murder. <sighs> yes. She
2: saw the murder? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes,
5: Yes, yeah, yeah. she saw the murder. <laughs> Come on, where's my sound effect? <laughs>
8: Luke makes an obscene hand gesture at the sound desk.
4: I understand you wanted to talk to me, Inspector?
8: Oh, uh, that's correct, miss.
4: I suppose it's about... the murder. Dun-dun-dun!
5: <laughs> oh, come on!
4: Well, as it happens, oh. I overheard Victor Timothy.
5: Poor victim.
4: Quite. Right. I overheard him having a rather strange conversation shortly before he died.
8: Oh, what did he say? He said... There's a gunshot. Susan falls, but the Inspector does not notice.
4: Ah! Uh, I think I've been murdered!
2: Oh, well, I mean, I know that's what he probably said after being murdered, yeah. But what did he say before being murdered? I've been shot. No, no, the victim was stabbed, not shot.
4: Help me!
2: So, so wait, he said...
4: Help me!
2: Was it before or after he was stabbed? I'm dying.
5: Oh, so he was dying, eh? Well, maybe it was a mercy killing. I feel like we're missing something here, sir. Hmm? No. wait a second. Uh, Susan? He finally
8: sees her on the floor.
2: (gasps) Susan! She's been killed! (laughs) Dun-dun-dun? Sorry, sorry. Uh, She's been
7: murdered! (laughs) (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! Will Inspector Murder catch the killer before he kills another witness? Will Luke for clues eventually flip and punch the sound technician? Will these characters turn up again at another point in the show? Find out the answer to some, all, or none of these questions in the next mildly diverting adventure of Inspector Murder. (laughs) So
1: Gareth and Dario. Whose fault was it? I mean, sorry. Whose (laughs) idea was it for the Inspector to return for the second sketchbook, Farmers vs. Pirates? And uh, why make him a recurring character in the show itself? I
8: don't... I seem to remember being asked if it was okay for him to come back. I well,
1: think.
7: I, I think when we were sort of yeah you know, reviewing the first show and sort of starting to put the second one together, there was a, a big discussion about sort of whether it wants to be themed or whether we want to build a yes a, really a, a linking thing to it. And I know there wa- there was a point where. Um, we were going to try and have Inspector Murder pervade throughout the entirety of the sketch show. So every (laughs) sketch was going to have a small cameo from Inspector Murder at one point. And then by the end, it all sort of came to this apex where while the sketch show was going on, Inspector Murder was (laughs) inspecting a murder at the same time. Um, But then we found that we had so many good sketches that you couldn't link together that we went with uh, the other format. But I think it was... Sort of starting with that idea and I think we put a call out to the writers actually saying, yes. can you come up with anything to use Inspector Murder? And we came back with these you know, three brilliant sketches yeah. for, the, for the second show. Um, but yeah, the idea of the actual linking overarching plot never materialised.
8: We tried it a few times with sketch shows. There was going to be one, because there's, there's a recurring character in the sketchbook called Eric oh. who as yes. a running <laughs> gag Eric. gets killed off in the opening monologue, somehow off stage he's died before the show began. And we sort of said it'd be quite funny to do a show that, where you see him, finally, and then he drops dead. And the entire rest of the show is the, the team trying to hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be in the middle of a sketch and then John North would come on with a wheelbarrow with someone in it, just sort of, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we, have, we, we've talked about it a lot and we've just never gotten around to actually writing it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, it was one of those. It was going to be a whole murder mystery that then got solved at the end. Yeah. Mm. Now,
1: Gareth, you said that you, you put a corner up other writers to produce sketches for you. And uh, our next sketch is uh, called, it's also from Farmers vs. Pirates, it's called Intrusive Narrator, and this was written by Brian Murray.
8: So we have Inspector Murder and Luke the Clues frozen mid-pose on stage.
1: This week's thrilling
7: episode of Inspector Murder is called (laughs) The Spare Room of
8: Doom. The Inspector and Luke unfreeze. Right,
7: now Luke, we have... In which they are called to inspect a grisly murder at Snotbury Manor.
8: Annoyed, the inspector pauses, waits, then opens his mouth to speak, but... Will
7: this solve the mystery of... The Spare
2: Room of Doom? <laughs> <coughs> Good. <laughs> right, now... Hey, look, we've been invited. Will today. they <laughs> survive their
7: <laughs> ordeal? How will they face their toughest challenge yet? Will things ever be the same? Look, after that. they have shared their
5: first kiss.
8: The inspector and Luke look shocked until Luke's expression melts into sly expectation. The inspector double takes. Wait, wait,
7: you. All this will be revealed in the spare room. <laughs> of doom.
8: The inspector and Luke are about to give up.
7: Surely it can't be Lord Snobbery. His PTSD means he could never fire a gun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, uh. Spoilers. And the maid's anorexia means that she can hardly lift a heavy firearm making a, such a shot at that distance nigh on impossible. The
8: inspector frantically signals time out.
7: None of this is for a humble narrator to reveal. The only way you can find out the answer to the questions around tonight's mystery is by watching the spare
4: room of doom. <clears throat>
2: <coughs> right, now, Luke. Yeah, we've been invited to snooker. Oh, me, right, it was the butler.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to move on now to. Uh, the epic sketch, which is known as The Reveal, which features pretty much everyone.
8: <laughs> 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 Biggest sketch ever. So, we are the sitting room of a country house. Inspector Murder and Luke clues are surrounded by suspects.
2: Well then, uh, here we are, yes. Now, the suspects are gathered, and at last, we shall unmask the murderer of poor Victor Timothy. Poor victim. He is quite, the clue's quite... <laughs>
3: I'm afraid the need for
4: all this theatricality is lost on me, Inspector.
7: Yes, I mean, I know you've
2: a wrong curve to
7: bang to rights, but why must we all be summoned
3: here? Yes, you could just come out with it.
2: It is necessary, uh, Lady... Ah, yes. Pack it in. (laughs) Yeah, it is necessary because... um, Well, I say it is. These little gatherings give me a chance to... uh, well, Show off? Yes. No, no. no. I mean, <clears throat> a little. <laughs> yeah. um, they allow me to whittle the suspects down one by one and finger the culprit.
5: You're better than that.
2: Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, sorry. It uh, shall be dramatic. Shocking. He leans towards misleading's ear. And a little bit sexy.
4: It's really not. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> right. Yeah, and, and, um, and, and, and so we have our suspects. He consults his notebook. Right. Uh, yeah, you, misleading, uh, claim to have been in your bed when Victor Timothy was killed. Yeah, But Captain Obvious over there says he uh, came across you in the orangery.
6: I wonder where that stain came from all of a sudden.
2: Um, and you, um, Sheffield, <laughs> yeah,
6: um, uh, were in the kitchen, I believe. That I was,
2: and what of it? Yeah, um, but no one can corroborate your story. Uh, yes, most peculiar. <laughs> Who next? The clues farther away.
5: Sorry, he takes a step back. Who next? The clues, oh, no, farther away. The vicar.
7: I was in my room saying my prayers at my bedside.
3: I can vouch for that, Inspector. I was winding the gramophone in my room at the time. I distinctly heard the words, Oh God, coming from Father Away's room across the hall.
2: Oh, thank you, uh, Lady Dida. Thank you. That leaves us with the good doctor. Oh, yes, yes. Dr. Ed Evidence.
5: He checks his notebook. Now, uh, you were uh, in the
2: grounds?
1: Taking a late night walk.
5: We found the doctor's footprints outside, sir. He's in the clear. Yeah, but how do we know Dr. Evidence didn't doctor the
2: evidence here to mislead us? Just like misleading. And uh, you look for clues for clues, but you play the role of Captain Obvious until you're further away from the truth than Sheffield is to Lake Titicaca. (laughs) Hey, Lady Dada!
1: I don't follow.
2: Oh, well, it matters not. Lady, um. You, you mentioned your gramophone. Yes. Uh, do you all have gramophones in
4: your uh, quarters? Yes. yes.
5: I wonder they're all up so uptight. Of course.
7: Would anyone like a me?
8: He takes a packet from his pocket but drops one on the floor.
4: Oh. Is
8: that he gets on his hands and knees <laughs> and searches the floor.
4: <laughs> what are you getting at, Inspector? Oh,
2: wouldn't you like to know? Oh, God.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> yes, uh,
8: the gramophone is the means. To murder? Father Away kneels before the sofa, trying to reach underneath. To mask a murder? You heard
2: noises coming from Father Away's room, lady. I put it to you, those noises were a recording played on a gramophone to make it appear as though the
8: culprit was in their room. We hear a whoosh and the lights go off and then on again.
2: How peculiar. Anyway, the gramophone recording made it appear the culprit was in their room when really they were shooting Victor Timothy.
6: You don't mean...
2: Yes, the murderer is farther away.
5: I thought it was one of this lot. Are we in the wrong house? Not further. Father.
8: He points at Father Away.
5: He did it.
8: <gasps> Father Away remains crouched by the sofa. Get up, Father. It's
2: over. <laughs> Stand up, Father.
5: Father, Father.
8: Father Away keels over.
5: He's dead. Good God. I need a brandy. He <laughs> pours himself a drink. How? A blow-dart, So
4: it wasn't him,
5: then? Um, no. No,
2: no, no of course. <clears throat> that was uh, what I was supposed to think, you see. Yes. I, I was just about to say that after carefully studying the layout of the East Wing, the solution is obvious. The room belonging to Father Away was much uh, farther away from the others. There's no way his prayers could have been heard by anyone else. It was a lie. Therefore it becomes clear that the murderer is you, Lady Da 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 da, da. da, da,
8: da.
1: Oh, thank
8: you. The lights go out.
1: I see who turned up the lights
8: We hear another whoosh and a thud. I'll get them The lights come back on. Lady Da da da, da is on the floor, smothered in rope.
1: <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh Lady Da 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 Yeah. Lady Da da da, da. Dead? Uh,
2: <gasps> oh, running low on suspects? Mm. Uh, the doctor had
8: evidence. The doctor is sipping his drink. He gulps and begins to splutter. He's choking!
4: <coughs> Quick, man! Save him! <laughs> Inspector
8: Murder tries to minister the Heimlich manoeuvre. There's a gunshot the exact moment the doctor coughs and the doctor slumps from the inspector's grasp.
4: He's dead!
2: I, I, I mean, I barely touched him. It seems the esteemed Dr. Heimlich underestimated the power of his... A patented manoeuvre. Yeah. Wait. Oh, of course. The murderer is.
4: It's not Dr. Hindley. He's been shot. Has he? I mean, it wasn't in the paper.
2: (laughs) Oh, for goodness sake. not Not a light gone out in the world. Oh, look, can people please just stop dying, for Christ's
8: sake! He thumps a table at the same time there's a whoosh and Captain Obvious collapses. Captain? Luke inspects the body.
6: Dead. I, I know he had a heart
2: condition, but I mean, he was only a light thumb. Another poison dart. Oh, okay, I may be in over my head here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield, would you please call Scotland Yard and ask for backup?
6: Of course, sir.
8: She exits through the curtains. There's a sound of a wet thump. No, 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 wait, of course. Yeah, poison. It was the cook. Sheffield did it. He pulls back the curtains and Sheffield drops into the room
5: dead, a dagger in her back. Maybe not. Then <laughs> there's only one suspect left.
4: What? No, no, you've got it wrong.
5: No, 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 no. It, it can't be. We we were meant to end up together.
4: What? <laughs>
2: Two beautiful singletons, little past their prime.
4: What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thread, thrown, thrown together in a, in, a, in a bloody night of cold murder. Yeah. Or a cold uh, night of bloody murder. I, I forget. It.
4: Look, I didn't do it, but I'll confess to anything you like if you just keep him away from me. I was sure. Sure it
2: was one of the others. I mean, there must be an answer. Um, but perhaps... Lady da-da-da-dum?
4: Da-da-dum!
2: of course. Sir?
8: Inspector Murder beckons Luke and misleading aside.
2: I've got it. I mean,
8: I really got it this time.
2: (laughs) Oh, this devil is a clever fiend. Who? It was. The sound man. What? Yeah, well, I mean, only he had the, the means to do it. Every murder occurred amidst a comedic sound effect to mask the gunshots, stabbings, blowdarts, and rope-based smotherings. The timing
8: had to be razor sharp. But it's the only answer. During his speech, the barrel of a rifle slowly appears over the side of the sound desk gantry. There he is! Luke runs off. D- d- misleading! The lights go off, there's a gunshot, and they come back up again. Inspector Murder has been shot. He lays in Misleading's arms.
4: You saved
8: my life, Inspector. Leading.
4: I always knew
2: I'd end up in your arms. Oh, it was fate.
4: Try not to speak.
2: Save my last breath, you mean?
4: No, you're just making me nauseous.
8: Enter Luke, Hello. escorting a man in theatre blacks. Got him, sir.
2: Excellent work for Clue, sir. You'll make a fine, Inspector, now I'm out of action. Inspector, you mean it, sir? You're not... You're not misleading. No, she's misleading. I'm Inspector murdered oh, I will take it back for Clues. You're fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's getting too cold. So, so long, my darling. Look, look after her, the Clues, and, and the others. Brave Captain Obvious, that boffin, doctor in evidence, and Sheffield,
5: Lady. Yeah. Where did that come from? We've got the sound man, here. They look at each other.
1: Are you sure he's the sound man?
5: He was stood next to the sound desk.
1: I was doing the tea.
5: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. shit.
8: The lights go off and there's four gunshots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Waro could not have done it better. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last sketch of the character before the inspector got his own spin-off sitcom. Now, the original recordings of that are quite different to the series that went out last year, if anyone's has been listening to that. Um So how did the sitcom version of the character come about? And how is it different from the recordings? Writers, Mr. Gareth and Mr. Darian.
8: I think it was that sketch that kind of gave us the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd slightly shudder reading that on back now because the jokes are I know, very forced. But there was, <laughs> having written it and seen it performed, there was a clear... A clear notion that those two characters could work really well in a long form format. I mean, that very nearly is a long form format, it's longer than a sketch has a right to be. Um, and we'd always had an idea of doing more audio, it's very early days of unbanning audio. And it seemed that they were, again, if an idea strikes you, you listen to it and go with it. And they thought, actually, the core of the character is in that sketch, which is that he's trying to be, in that case, uh, Poirot, it's more of an Agatha-, Agatha Christie style. But he's, he's not doing it very well. And ev- most sitcoms, almost every sitcom character has a, a basic uh, conflict in that there's something they want to be. They're trying to be something, but they're continually failing. And every episode is about them aspiring and failing. And that's the perfect launchpad for a character to go into into a series. So it was from that we extrapolated. We turned it into Sherlock Holmes rather than Agatha Christie, mainly because Sherlock Holmes isn't going to pay anyone. That's uh, always a bonus. And uh, it seemed he has to he's in every different time frame in every different sketch we never agreed any sort of a, an agreed continuity so we gave him his own continuity that he's trying to be like Sherlock Holmes and if you had another character who' was at the same time that Sherlock lived in London who was constantly getting all the cases that Holmes can't be bothered with and doesn't want to deal with and is having to do them anyway for the sake of his pride that's the good premise so we developed it from there really and um, I suppose in a way it does it parallels Holmes we made. We made Luke more of a kind of, actually he's more cue from James Bond, isn't he? The idea that yeah. if you had an inventor, you've got a fantastic premise every week, there's a different invention, which is either something useful for the plot, which is handy, or it's just a funny scene. So we then gave him a, a Dr. Watson, he became Law and Order, and that was mainly because we I didn't want to do a series that had three male characters, I really. believe, we wanted to make it a bit more interesting than that. So Laura came along as the kind of Dr. Watson, because you need someone to to hold order in this sense (laughs) and then I suppose extrapolating parallels with Holmes Holmes has his housekeeper, Mrs Hudson who is a very unobtrusive figure in the in the <laughs> so you, you flip that on the head, and you give a character who steamrolls through the plot like a, a freight train. Um, just... <laughs> and so that became Constance. It was, you know, if if he's instead of having a very efficient, quiet housekeeper, he has someone who is, is constantly nearly killing him, <laughs> and is just making his life difficult for the hell of it. And that's where we got the, the basic premise for really. And we went from there. We did we used to do two episodes at a time. We did three recordings over about six months, I think. Um, and yeah that's, that's how it came about but um, they were live recordings we used to do them in front of an audience back when such a thing was possible um, and we used to stand basically in a line on stage with lecterns with the script on and the audience would be there and we'd read them out Stefan who's hiding over there um, would play in the sound effects and we recorded them as live recordings so it's quite it's, i mean, they're great fun to listen back to the, the audio quality we'll talk about mm-hmm. later is a bit odd because they're recorded live and it was the first time we'd done it. But they're really fun to listen to because the audience has had a great time and so did we. Um,
1: So, Alistair. The Inspector. (laughs) Explain yourself. You (laughs) have played The Inspector since the very first sketchbook show and you've come back to do the sitcom now. So, what were your thoughts when you first heard about the series and what is the appeal of
2: playing to to <laughs> I, I mean, look it was uh, so unexpected and, and, and such a lovely um, creation to happen this whole sort of spin-off series and um, I kind of remember when I very first did the very first sketch and we've been doing various sketches and, and different characters and and, they're, and they're, in this particular sketch I've been given the role of a detective turning up at a door and I remember when I kind of read it and things, it, you know, you can take it in different kind of ways and perhaps on paper, it kind of lent itself to being very much more of a film noir trilogy hat, cigarette smoking, sort of talking to the camera sort of detective. But there was just something about it that I kind of lent a little bit more. I thought, you know, just perhaps this more bumbling Victorian Sherlock Holmes-esque type detective just kind of fitted that moment. And, uh, so one sort of tried it that way and, and, and in a nice, lovely way, you know, Gareth and everybody and Dario producing it all, they, they were happy with that. And so I guess that's kind of how that style came through. So to then learn that, you know, it would then evolve into a whole sort of series was, I mean, basically hats off to our writing team because we, we, we have such a great talent there that they were able to cre- create these adventures and and to, and to have a whole agency where we're all at this part of this little team working together and going on these haphazard <laughs> adventures was, was actually just such a lovely rich experience and um, to be at the centre of that as the inspector after having touched on it a while back was just such a lovely sort of fruition so
1: yeah you kind of feel that you carried the kernel of that very very first performance from the sketch show right the way, right yeah. way
2: through. Yes I mean it's I think every time you do a character there's always little bits from yourself that you draw upon it um, and, that's sort of <laughs> 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 and, and also <laughs> probably slightly that, bad and yeah. character flaws personal flaws but no so yes um, that kind of bumbling thing it's sort of yeah, it's always a personal thing, it's very... I incredible.
1: think we would say endearing. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Many lawsuits later, but, you know, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh. Now, uh, moving on to a couple of other members of cast. June and Emily, you, there? Um, think... you also appeared in the original sketches and then have become regular cast members. So tell us about, your. we've heard a little bit about um, Law and Order and Constance surveillance um so tell us a bit about your characters and what was your reaction
3: to reading scripts for the first time it was really exciting like when we were doing the sketches and i looked this was my first foray into comedy or anything like that apart from my one panto and we did this um we did the very long one here and i was like oh this is fun this is chaos there is puns someone has collected all my favorite things (laughs) you know exciting um, even if it took us forever to learn how to smother me in rope but um <laughs> when I got Laura I was like oh my god this is like a real honor um because she's such an incredible character she's so strong and she's wonderful and to know that something that I thought was really cool and I thought was really great and wonderful writing wonderful characters and something I am really passionate about Was going further and I could do it more. I didn't have to leave it behind. This wasn't something that we did it and then it went. It was something that was continuing and there's that real excitement because I'm not saying I ever, you know, I never perform in anything I don't like or I don't like anything I perform, but there's just something about Inspector Murder that just is. I just feel so attached to it. Probably because it has lots of the things I like personally anyway, and it's great. What, like filthy jokes? <laughs> <laughs> that take me four years to get.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's something really, really magic when you find a character that you either feel personally an in affinity with and then you get to perform it, and then you get to perform it again, and it grows, and you kind of think, yeah!
3: yeah! I mean, like, Laura's everything I want to be. She's like an absolute badass. She's consistently clever, and she just is so solid. You're just like, oh. I want to be Laura. And I get to be Laura. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah, I
4: aspire to be Constance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone aspires to be Constance a <laughs> little. Constance. Constance has got a lot of freedom though. Yeah, When I first saw it, I just thought whoa, this is a character that you can really let loose on because you don't, you, there's no need to hold back. You, know, you can Just really kind of take it to the top level and then up a notch. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really fun to play. And um, it, she does, I think, each episode because, because part of what she does is is to be shocking and to you know, to get laughs by just being absolutely horrifically behaved. It has to get a little bit more shocking. Than <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so you know, it kind of builds. So each script, I just open it. And, What's she going to do now? It is
3: the thing that you want to look for when you first open the script. It? Do it. What the fuck has Constant done this time? <laughs> 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 you get to the point where you, where you read it and you go, oh my god, how the hell can they top that?
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> and some very excellent swear
4: mm. constructions in there uh, that are very funny. Turns of phrase, you know, oh. this is lovely, lovely writing. It's, it's mm. really good
1: fun. And Constance has got some fantastic lines. But That's even also fun. Fun. The, the puns of the names as well. Yes. That's one of the first things I always loved about that.
8: That's right. why she's Welsh, because we came up with the names. First. We had a whole list. Mm. Some of them are in those sketches. Ali Bai is another one. I think it comes up in a minute. Um, and we came with constant surveillance. We thought she sounds, sounds really Welsh. We'll make her Welsh. Because <laughs> <laughs> <you're, she's> Welsh. <laughs> we tried to work out because obviously they're all ludicrous names. It's all, in a vague attempt at making it have a logical sense, <laughs> maybe she's Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Explains her name. Massacring. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: and uh, this is um, one for sort of the original cast members: Alistair, Emily, Joe, Gareth, and Dario. So. Those original recordings back here when you're stood in a line and you the microphone. What were your memories if you
3: remember that far that? What were they? What were they like? That's it was a lifetime ago now. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's it's long since you did it. I think for me, it was again a new format. I was doing everything very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'd gone from Panto, I'd done my first comedy, and then we were doing podcast recordings. And I'm like, ah. But every time you went out there, you're there with your best friends. You're there with an audience that you know loves you. And you're also, you know, what you're doing is so good. You know, they're gonna laugh, and there's always that great feeling where they laugh, and you could be a bit more relaxed, and you could laugh with them. And there's such a joy to be like get that feedback. You can see them because you're all in a line at the front. There is no avoiding the fact they're laughing at you or with you. <laughs> and um, yeah, because it'd be even things like times where you'd mess up, um, I accidentally called the Inspector Pratt. Instead of a prick, yeah, and in my I was, head I was going because I'd done it in rehearsal, yeah. and I was going, "Don't say prat, don't say prat, prat." Oh, no, it
2: wasn't. You, you called him a prick. It was a oh, prig,
3: prick. It was yeah. the slightly <laughs> yeah.
2: funny enough. I was going to tell that story, Sorry. but no, it's great. no, it was but You have
3: Just to kid. go back and redo the line because it's a recording. So if you make a mistake, you have to go back. And I was like. Craig, and then the audience is clocked. Yeah. So I basically just called Alastair. <laughs> <laughs> no, un- un-
2: unadulted, But it, but it went down a treat. And it, it's even even the moments which go wrong. As yeah. you say, it, it's you know, that was, was an instance where
8: being up. stood in a line sort of lent its own comedy because we all stood there. and When you said that, everyone just sort of turned. Yeah. <laughs> well, the audience had no idea why. Until yeah. you did it. a few people nodded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: it was also during those that one of the moments you realize that some lines you think are the best and some you think are funny and there are some you're like this is quite funny and then the audience just roll with it and there was one of my lines where I was like oh you just slipped something into my compartment (laughs) which is quite funny and you know there's a little chuckle but then there's someone in the audience who just started laughing but it was like a low laugh and then slowly the audience joined in and it went on for a good minute maybe two minutes well,
8: it was a minute and a half i think and then we cut it in yeah. the edit because it just made no sense <laughs> but the reason it, the other reason it kept going there was i think it was eddie mm. one of our technicians who was in there he was funny very amusing and good to have someone in the audience who thinks that but then we all started going as well yeah. and i think it, yeah. again it kind of went down the line led by <laughs> yeah. matt doherty yeah. and, you, know, <laughs> you couldn't look at him you just yeah. had to do that
3: There are photos where you can see people directly, not looking at him, because you know you're. There's one where I'm like looking completely away, because I'm like, I will, I will completely corpse. I'll go, because he's just chuckling in the background. That presented one of the most bizarre editing
8: <laughs> I've ever seen. It was the weirdest laugh we've ever got. It, just, it wasn't very big, but yeah. it went on for ages. And
7: it was quite a varied laugh. It went on its own journey sort of going up in volume and intensity and then dipping down and going sort of all over the place. Uh, so you couldn't
4: even just chop the middle of it. If you did, you'd end up with a really obvious
7: you know, intersection. So you had to kind of go right. Where does this laugh sound most <laughs> likely? <laughs> <end>? <laughs> what that Before yeah. it starts yeah. off again. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it was lovely though. It was a great moment. Mm. Yeah. They were they were good fun. And I, I must admit, as you on um, everything, agree with everything everyone's saying. But it's the fact that it was that kind of new style of genre for for a lot of us. That kind of BBC radio play mm-hmm. type script stuff. In front of a live audience, that was a real pleasure to to actually, in a whole professional capacity, be doing this n- different style of technique that you, you you'd never get a chance to do anyway, you know, or anywhere else. And so, very lucky from that point of view. And as as kind of Dario mentioned, um, at that particular time, it was just a wonderful thing. We've been doing all the sketches with Unbound, and that's that's fabulous. But to have a a recurring character and storyline where we're all Getting diving back in together was is, is fabulous, and we sadly lost uh, our, our good friend Matthew, who was who played Luke for Clues originally, and I guess in the early days it was slightly a bit more sort of a bumbling butler sort of uh, bondsman type thing, and for us all to have shared those moments together and those memories was actually very special considering weird we lost him um and to have and, it
4: recorded as well
2: yeah. and to have it recorded and then andy has come in as, as luke and, and taken it on in a brilliant way and with all the kind of theatrical love yeah. things going on um so hats off to both of them um they played it beautifully and, and and matched it up but to have that special kind of memory type thing at that particular time was was so important i remember i did a little presentation for everybody little gift for for the thing we um at the end of the whole series we had a photo of all of us gathered yes. it's almost like one of those black and white photos you could get from from history uh You're where not that stood we were not standing there that long <laughs> posing but but it was like we're all gathered and a photo's been taken and yeah it, it's become a bit of a Footnoting in one of my history memories This one you
3: know you'll look back on yeah. like I know like if, if I get to be old it'd be lovely I know that that's going to be when I'm going to look back and go oh that was great was that a great time and they're going to go yes Emily dear and I'm like oh, look what I <laughs> yes. did but look what I was on. in yeah.
8: <laughs> trying to get all the, the nursing stuff to listen to
1: it's
3: what
8: you
1: were saying about um being on um being on the stage where, where you've got this... I, I mean, I, I love doing live readings yeah. like that where, where you've got the script. And when you are in a line and you can share the joy with your other actors, I think, you know, I've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah the, the stuff that I've done when, when you're standing there. And you know either the funny bits come in or something, <laughs> you can kind of glance over. And you're in, you're in character performing the script and you're also the actor, and you as well. And you are genuinely enjoying other people's performances. And I, I love it when you're standing there, and if you haven't got anything to say for a while, and you're just watching two other actors do their craft. And yes. it's, it's it's such a joy. And I think I think when you're able to do that in front of a live audience as well, a live audience will pick up on that, and they will genuinely enjoy everyone's performance. And you creating yeah. it as well it's, ma- it's magic i, I think it. if, if it's Magic's a podcast good.
4: recording that then they sort of feel that they're kind of the audience is sort of part of the cast yeah. because mm. their reactions are recorded and it's all you know it's all part of the thing and we're we're interacting and it, what they do affects what we do and you know it's all sort of it's it's great Good
2: point Constance I didn't believe she had intelligence there
1: (laughs) Now during the middle of all of these uh, Original recordings This was when the inspector returned For his last live performance for the third Unbound sketch show Which was Deploy the Emergency Sketchbook And from that Our final sketch Is uh, one called Annotations
8: There we go Inspector Murder and Luke Recluse enter with a witness They sit at a table Right.
2: For the uh, benefit of the tape, uh, my name is Inspector Murder and I'm inspecting the murder of Mr Homer Side. My able assistant, Luke Becluse, and I are now interrogating Miss Alibi over inconsistencies in her witness statement. Uh, Sir, sir, I forgot the tape. (laughs) What?
5: Uh, Why didn't you tell me before I started speaking? You've got such a lovely speaking voice, sir. Oh. So, Miss
2: Bye, I wish to ask you to explain in more detail where you were on the night Mr. Side was murdered.
8: In particular, I'd like to know more about your movements after 10pm when you say you were... A YouTube-style annotation written on a cue card is poked through the side curtains. It reads, for more Inspector Murder sketches, click here. Uh, what's that? Sally pokes her head through to the curtains.
3: It's only an annotation, ignore that.
8: An annotation?
3: Yes, YouTube, <clears throat> the Limelight Theatre, uses them to let the audience know about other content which might be of interest to them. Helps retain the audience, advertise content provider... Irritate the fuck out of everyone.
8: Yeah, you're under caution, Pump down!
3: Just carry on regardless.
8: Another annotation is carried on. It reads, Check out our latest podcast at www.queensparkarts.com. More and more... Annotations are carried on, filling the stage. Don't worry, sir. I'll deal with it. Luke runs around, clicking the close button on each board. (coughs) Right.
2: Very Mm. well. Mm. Now, i by. After 10pm, you say you were on your way to the posophany club when you were accosted by a man wearing a trilby hat and a
8: long, dark coat. Harry enters with an annotation reading Design your own webpage with sight spinner, holding it in front of the inspector's face.
5: Would you get that out of the way? I'm, I'm trying to interrogate a suspect. Look, sir, I, I, we could create a website to advertise our detective agency. Quiet for clues.
3: Oi! That is not one of the approved annotations. Well, I don't care. i mean, to
5: get the word
7: out about a fantastic new website design service called Sight Spinner, and come hell or high water, I am going to tell
8: everyone about the
7: easy to use design... the clues
8: arrest that man for obstruction! Yes, sir. Luke tarry away.
7: It has an expertly designed user interface
1: that lets you choose from over 250 templates, each of them customizable by the. Sorry about that.
2: Look, I'm not happy with all these pop up thingies. Not
3: pop ups, annotations. Completely different.
2: I don't know. Can't I just carry out my investigation unhindered?
8: Stage hands begin changing the scenery.
3: What's that? That's the start of the next sketch but I'm not done. Sorry. That's the new autoplay function prevents dead air between sketches, which could lead to audience losing interest.
5: Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and
1: there, we left the inspector way, way back in 2018. But he was eventually brought back in a slightly new form for 2020. So, Dario, tell us a little bit about that and uh, how you essentially sort of rebooted the franchise <laughs> yes. we are going to take over while,
2: but... we're all
8: listening yes and it is a reboot um, so we We did six of these episodes live as a, a podcast with an audience and we, we decided that was it It has a, it's a story, if you go back and listen to them I won't spoil it, um, it has a very definite beginning, middle and end it, there's uh, a storyline that unfolds and ends at the end of the episode so we thought that's good, we finished, we'll go hooray, it's always good to know you've finished a project and, and ended it well and then it was like you were saying um, earlier. There's something about Inspector Murder, it doesn't really leave you alone. And then about <laughs> you know, a year and a half later, we got to the end of 2019. I started thinking about all the characters again, and all I thought there's there's situations they could be in, there's I like, you know um, problems they'd have to come up against. There's horrific things Constance could be doing that we haven't <laughs> we haven't done yet. So we <laughs> there was this idea maybe go back to it, maybe have another go, and it was. And it was slightly convoluted because because it ends in i I'm not going to give away the ending. It ends in a very particular way. I never wanted to undo that because it's a, it's the perfect way to say goodbye to those characters. So if we were going to do more, it had to be somewhere <laughs> halfway through the series. But it's a very odd thing to expect an audience two, three years later to say, we need you to go back and listen to this, half this thing we did three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then listen to this new thing and then go back and find out how it ends. So it made sense on, on multiple levels to just start again and reboot it and um another of the reasons was that we it was great doing it in front of an audience and we really enjoyed it but our audio content had really moved on since then particularly then covid happened to be things like the professor and the sonnets and the audio quality of the live recordings is is fine they're, they're listenable but they're not studio quality and so we thought well if we want to go back let's do it so it sounds like the rest of our audio output and again, it would be quite weird if you listened to three slightly dodgy recordings, then six really good ones. <laughs> um, so again, um, we decided change it. And the other thing is, as uh, Alice said, we didn't have Matt anymore. Um, we tried to get him back. his an agent, we wouldn't let him come back. <laughs> it demanded too much money, so we got rid of him. Um, and again, it would be very weird to listen to half a series with one person playing a character and then find someone else and then go back to the original. So we decided, we we'll just start from scratch. And also, I think we went back to those scripts and realised... When you, when you start, you don't really work out what a series is till you've written a few of them. And actually, those early episodes of the live recordings are quite different. They don't, the first episode doesn't really fit, actually. It's, it presupposes you know all the characters. It it sort of starts in the middle of things. And actually, what you want episode one to do, especially if you're bringing it back, is to introduce the character. So that's why we, in the new version, the shiny new studio version, which is <laughs> series one of the version 2.0, we... Um, you get a sort of reprise of that first sketch for the inspector turning up to Inspector Miller, but now that becomes a whole plot line through the episode. And also, rather than Laura being there to begin with, she's then, it's her first day, which is perfect because you get to meet all the characters through her. So it was a chance to kind of go back and it's almost like doing a second draft or something um, from the writing side of things. And um, again, it was just sort of, it could be a lot of fun to go back and there was a lot of ideas. And if you've got ideas, do them. Um, COVID then happened, which put things on the back burner mm-hmm. um but then it worked out perfectly because we needed audio projects when we came back. We had a recording studio, we couldn't be in front of an audience, so let's do let's go back to Inspector Murder. And it was actually after the first lockdown or however first two lockdowns, I can't remember. It was a really nice thing to go back to. It's yeah. a nice it was a very happy memory doing Inspector Murder, so it was great to come back and and to have Andy coming on board as well. Um, which was I think the biggest thing and, and honestly we, we wouldn't have done it if we couldn't have found someone who we felt would be respectful of what Matt had done, but also not try and copy what Matt had done and would fit in really well. And that was the hardest thing, I think. I know Alistair and Joe and Emily was the thing we were all a little bit unsure of. And the way we reasoned it out was years ago we did um, Alice in Wonderland. Matt played the Caterpillar, or the matterpillar as he became. (laughs) And there was one show he couldn't do. He he couldn't get out of work, so we had to get him an understudy. And um, Steve Davies said he'd come in and do one show only. And Steve is a... Uh, amazing actor, a, a prolific mm-hmm. career in acting, and really highly respected. And Matt spent the entire run going on going. See, when I get understudy, I get the best. And he was <laughs> so <laughs> chuffed that it was Steve that he didn't mind not being there for a day. And I thought if I could find someone who'd he feel the same way about doing more mm-hmm. and taking the carriage on, he that's so I thought I that's fine. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be pissed off. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, I mean, it must—it's be, guesswork because um, Andy never met Matt, sadly. But mm-hmm. I, knowing Matt as I did, and for the years I did, I'm—I without a shadow of a doubt, he would have loved Andy. Mm-hmm. He would yeah. have really respected yeah, him. Yeah. And he would yeah. have had a ball yeah. in his company. So it was kind of, it was really—it was only going to be Andy. If, <laughs> it was no, if, if Andy said no, I think we probably wouldn't have done it. Um, and so we thought, well, we've got Andy, and Andy took it on brilliantly, and we changed the character a bit. And, um, and away we went so that's so yeah it's it's version 2.0 so you don't have to listen to the live ones if you don't <laughs> want them to you can just start with series one but they're kind of fun almost like a little curio they're a fun little quirky thing we it's did it's like it is, it is it's yeah, the first yeah, draft yeah, yeah. it's what we tried to and then we've kind of gone back to it and expanded it and made them bigger and there are whole new episodes as well so yeah that's that's how we came back this just shows you how clever the writing team <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> they
4: they're not going to write you that more <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've already got your own scene. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's, it's incredible how you tied it all in. It's um, yeah,
1: brilliant. But as um, Dario just introduced our, well, our new cast member Andy as mm-hmm. Luke. So, what was it like for you coming into this and well, taking on board the, the character and uh, yeah. making making Luke yours? Yeah. And what were your thoughts uh, well, about the script I and everything?
5: First of all, a massive, massive honour for a start. Incredibly fascinating to the art and also really very quite daunting. So I know Matt was a very um, clever, talented chap and a very prolific sort of writer and thinker of things himself, wasn't he? He was a great user sort of the um, uh, sketch show. So I was really quite, and what I absolutely most of all wanted to do was not take it and, you know, I, I, it very much had to be very much something that he would approve of. You know, it's actually not mine, it's his. And he, so I've very much tried to sort of, you know, make it in his. Spirit in his style, which is tricky, it's so true. I didn't meet him, but just taking the, the character as, as it's been written, which I do love, it's such a clever, um, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a me kind of character. <laughs> <laughs> you do anything slightly vaguely, and it, you know, round about that, that's kind of how I operate. Um, but the thing I remember, my favorite ever part of that I heard a couple of the um, old episodes. Steam-powered chicken, <laughs> oh, the steam-powered chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Which, which was, oh, was invented. And Matt, the way Matt presented that, in this completely, absolutely, non in a matter invented this amazing thing. It's a chicken, and it's made by steam. And it had its own backstory. And he it had his own relationship with this, this creature. And you weren't to upset it or annoy it, because it, it, would, it would boil over, and it would cook its own egg. And just, and it's
3: just, my next tattoo, I'm excited. I want to the Aww. steam-powered chicken. it <laughs> yeah.
5: Yes, I'm just loving to. I just adore that. I adore this kind of writing, this kind of comedy. It's very, very much my. my It was. It was Um,
8: very deliberate, honestly, when we went back to it, knowing that you'd said yes to doing it. That we half the first series of studio ones is the old episodes re-edited and updated, and then three are new. And there there were lines of dialogue I remember going through, thinking that doesn't work anymore for Luke. We, I think, we didn't want it to be. There's no point trying to replicate what? him. There's, there's, there's just no point. So it was kind of brilliant having worked with Andy a few times. Yeah. Um, we could then write it to him. And actually, yeah. Luke is a slightly different character now. He's When he was Matt, he was very Matt. He was slightly brusque. He could be quite rude to the inspector if he wanted. He <laughs> calls you a tart at one point. <laughs> which is what Matt used to call everybody. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of go back, and like, ah, it, doesn't, it doesn't work, or Andy's saying this thing. So actually, he's, a, he's slightly different. And we gave him, I don't know why, but he's now a sort of musical theatre enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Curious. Where, where is that possible? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it was kind to of, what it is, it is the like, most like, ludicrous thing for a a, a really clever yeah. scientist
5: who just happens to love musical theatre. <laughs> 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 I, I might be writing a, a, a musical about... He's, he's writing a
8: musical. he shoe shiners. Yeah, that's, that's and, um,
5: the <laughs> But
8: I, I have to say, you know, Kudos to Andy because actually uh, the character is entirely his own now, and that's that's the best way of doing it. It's yeah. not, I say, it's not the same. The, uh, Matt's version is there, and you can go listen to it. It's very different. I think a very different Luke. Um, but yeah, all well, kudos to Andy because I think Thank he's been know. fantastic. And it's know, like getting
1: a gift, <laughs> and then doing something with it and giving that gift back, and it just yeah. kind of grows and develops. Yeah, there, really, there are some parts yeah. that you just
5: are just delighted to.
8: Yeah, and now we oh, kind of, want cool. of go on to new episodes, and it's kind of and that's it. Now it's these four together. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, um, done a sterling job. Oh, well done, buddy. And so,
1: how have those, how have the rest of you felt? Your own characters have tweaked or developed as they've gone on. As Constance gets more <laughs> and more <laughs> outraged, crazier yeah. every episode, just a bit more mad. Can you can you kind of see a, a development from like those earlier first sketches, and then how they are now in 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 the script? It's
3: it's interesting how little that Laura tolerates shit as it goes on. Like, <laughs> it. like it's just the, like it's almost like Inspector opens her mouth and some his mouth and sometimes she just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I know what's happening now. I'm now fully in. But it's wonderful because it comes out of her affection for the inspector. Yeah, the
8: lovely thing is she's never mean to him. She's never no. sarcastic. She kind of allows him to be a complete <laughs> idiot. It never allows him to feel like an idiot. She's very defensive
3: of it. And it's become like the way she has an affection for him is Mm -hmm. because he is who he is and she loves that as much as it surprises her every time despite the fact she knows (laughs) she knows is going to say something dumb but it's never quite right what she's expecting Um, but there's also that very much settled status that they all feel with each other which you almost got a little bit from the beginning that you felt like they were like ah but just to feel that sort of growth and that also grows in your confidence with your character as well because I think it is great to do it again because I think certainly definitely my acting's got a lot better so it's quite nice to do it again and be like right I think I've got it now I think I've got Laura because at first I was like "Ah!" like it's it was wonderful it was such an honor but I was like do I deserve this do I deserve this do I deserve it and then eventually I'm like I do I love Laura I deserve Laura this is great and you know you feel so comfortable with the people you're doing it with and you feel so comfortable it helps you act with each other and for Laura to sort of grow and also she gets to be the clever one all the time so people get to tell me I'm clever. <laughs> 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 Every episode someone goes you're the clever one and I'm like, like
1: ah. <laughs> I mean it's what you were saying there it's like it's, it's a true ensemble piece yeah. um, all of the characters and, and as actors as well just like Seeing you and listening to you work together—it's very, very much an ensemble piece. Um, so, as an ensemble, so we all know that actors can get up to little japes every now and then. But what are your sort of fond memories from those recording sessions, or anything that that you can remember, or any theatrical anecdotes or tales that you can regale us with mm-hmm. from those heady early days?
8: Early, that was only a few months ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. I did. It's it's,
3: it's the other beyond. (laughs) (laughs) It was before lockdown three. Every time you go to Inspector Murder, it's just comforting. It's like if a script was soup, (laughs) like you know, this is wonderful. And like you, just every time you go to it, you're like, oh, this is my safe space. (laughs) This is wonderful. And like it's also there's that playing with it because you feel really comfortable and confident. You can be more playful with it and it's great because generally people go no that is not how you say it you're like okay cool try it this way but then every time you try something new and you play with each other it's so good to have that it's almost great to be wrong sometimes and they're like no try it like this and I'm like oh that's jeans
2: but you can never tell Laura that
3: (laughs) I don't get half the jokes, and I have to be told how to say something. <laughs> do,
2: you, do, you know, do you know what? We've, that is one of the lovely quirks. You, you know, there is going to be a certain delay with some things, and it's just a joy when, when suddenly there is this. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you couldn't! It's priceless timing. But uh, it yeah. was also really nice at the end of uh, series one
4: when what we you were saying about kind of like feeling like. The ensemble and feeling the safe space and all that kind of thing, because Inspector kind of turned out to be sort of really looking out for everybody. Yeah. And although he's like the bumbling idiot, mm. which is probably a much nicer way of saying it than Constance would. <laughs> yeah. um, <I> appreciate that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she couldn't say anything
3: nice about him at one point. <laughs> no,
4: absolutely. But but at the end of that of that um, series, he was the one that was sort of taking care of everybody, mm. actually, quite an intelligent way. A, a way that nobody had credited them with throughout the series anything like that intelligence. So it was, it was just a nice sort of. It was kind of like a really loving kind of. Maybe. It was a nice warm feeling that you had at the end of it. I think.
1: Yeah. And it was very. It was very because I was able to come in to those recording sessions. I think I played a couple of cameos and then also for the Christmas special, which I adored. The scene that I was able to play with you, or oh. tears in my eyes. Um, But Steph as well, you came on board for those recordings as well, didn't you? So what was that like
6: for you coming into this crazy family? (laughs) Well, that was my first introduction, actually. I I hadn't heard the characters or anything. I knew of them, um, but I hadn't listened or anything. So it was quite hard to, you know, be recording live and so you've got to be quiet and then suddenly you're hearing... (laughs) constants <laughs> 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 which is <laughs> enough for anyone <laughs> and it was just so hard to, to to try and keep quiet but it was just so lovely to to just be a part of it you know it, I just loved uh, the four the four um, main people in the team and to just get to be a, a small part of it was just really lovely honestly. yeah so, and then when you, when you pop in with your lines and then you're like, back you was like everyone's got a
2: I think that's why I mean, it, it does work so well, as I said, you know, the writing team put it together so well and, and to create all the uh, the atmosphere of all the backstories coming out. But you have all these lovely, rich moments with new characters coming in and everybody who kind of joins in and, and the kind of Inspector Murder family kind of keeps growing. It, it it's it, I think it's what kind of drives it forward. Yeah. You know, each episode is quite exciting to see what's going to come and what's going to happen as as you guys say um, so yeah I th- I think even
1: when you're talking about cameos I mean I, I came in um, and I think for the Christmas special I basically played a Dickensian messenger waif you know or Governor you know get okay, on oh, gosh Sabine Oliver um, awful
0: Dodger um, yeah, yeah
1: basically the yeah, Dodger and um, when we did the script that we're, we're going to be doing in a moment—you brought me back, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you brought me back as my little cheeky cheeky trapping.
8: I think Watkins pops up in I think it's two or
5: three episodes. Yeah. He's in now. Oh,
8: ah, so, uh, yeah. So again, say, really cause it's again, really because
1: it's so, lovely when you get yeah. a message or something. It's like, yeah, we've got a little scene for Yeah.
5: Mm. For mm. mm. I have to yeah. say one
2: thing is uh, when we were doing, we've been so lucky during the whole sort of lockdown sort of process to be able to do this kind of style of genre, and it, it's been so good for everyone coming together i think and just continuing with the audio but fair play hats off to stefan and the sound team as well because <laughs> as, as much as it looks incredible the amount of stuff that goes on behind the scenes and poor poor stefan you know when we are checking sound levels and we forget <laughs> that, that there's you know somebody at the head of an mi5 operations headquarters <laughs> based there and And whenever we're yelling or shrieking (laughs) or whatever, you forget poor Stefan's probably, you know, had paid out fortune in, in like, you know, doctor's fees
3: for their ears. Well, when we do the sound levels, everyone tends to read my opening little bit and have what you say said by every single person in the cast, like, nine times. You're sort of of like... (laughs) And then you have to say it, and it's like... Um, wor- wor- words <laughs> yes, yes. <Right? laughs> and we all have to say it at once at the same time and it's yeah, it very disconcerting <laughs> so Gareth you were, you were also in part of those
1: recording sessions as, as well as, as, as editing and uh, editing the audio as well afterwards and so how, any memories from you from sort of writing, from writing it with Dario and then recording it and then listening to it, listening back to it as well yeah I
7: mean it is uh, just brilliant experience when you get that first moment to listen back to it and go through the editing process because when you're live there and you're in the moment it's really fun and it's great but you somewhat lose the the sense of it hanging together as a whole story Mm
9: -hmm. and when you're
7: going back and editing that's the first time when you sort of get that chance to hear it as a listener rather than hearing it as an actor and that's always a a great moment um and there's been some really fun things to edit like um I think episode three where you've got um, Wappington comes oh. in and he's sort of swearing and there's these animals oh, the circus, yes, in Yeah, him. And yeah that, that was great fun to edit and go through and sort of uh, put together and um, yeah, just the, the way it's sort of, you take it from just pure audio and turn it into this finished thing with all the sound effects, all of the, the music coming in and out, it just yeah, it's a brilliant thing to be the first person who hears the yeah, the sort of full version of it as it were
1: and somewhere you have a file of bloopers for blackmail purposes or? oh yeah <laughs> now you, you do also get to sort
7: of hear what's really interesting is the mic stays on probably <laughs> um, slightly longer than we already right. acting and you just get these bizarre conversations <laughs> i don't remember that <laughs>
8: Season 2? Uh, well, it's nearly finished uh, being written. <gasps> so we're uh, on to episode 6. So, what can I tell you? Episode 2 is... Uh, we find out what happens when Luke invents a genuinely brilliant invention and uh, goes on his own little escapade. Hey. Uh, oh. Episode 3 is what happens when someone kidnaps Constance. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Brave, guy, doesn't end well. Um, episode 4 is... Uh, more of a kind of a gang show, they go down, they go on holiday together, and Luke gets to <laughs> indulge in his uh, his passion for musical theatre at last. Oh, well. <laughs> so, we finally, get to hear about that. Uh, episode five is about the inspector going on the hunt for a blackmailer, and episode six is top secret. <laughs> yeah. There is there is a plot afoot, and obviously, an Adelaide is in the rest of the series, so we have a new Yay, main character. Welcome, welcome. Awesome.
1: So from everyone from all of the episodes that have been released so far, who's got a favourite story, plot,
3: moment? Oh, oh, oh. I loved it when Constance was off her tits I was just going to say that train, was my yes, that. I just loved it. being it's being off just my tits, tits <laughs> on the train <laughs> but I also loved um,
4: when um, Luke and Laura were stuck in a vault in the with, vault oh, yeah. with yes. Luke's nipples yes. Keith and Geraldine yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if you're listening to the course.
8: new versions that hasn't happened yet that's from the old live shows but it will pop up again I'm sure uh, okay. <laughs> so to speak
2: there's so many mm. sort of wonderful clever and un- endearing moments um you know, with every character, I mean, the way it's written with all the backstories all piling in, and from a personal point of view, I mean, you know, you, you, you've you've got Luke and his theatrical and his gadgets, and and there's the constant on. Going battling with Constance—that is oh, constant battle yeah. <laughs> which, which is uh, God. This it's is happening like, really. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is um, yeah, it was just brilliant. You know, he's part nemesis, and and then obviously Laura endearingly keeps everyone on track and sane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, with the inspector, there was a couple of lovely little tweaks that, I saw that um, that was written in like characteristics where he accidentally misinterprets. Uh, paintings for windows, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
9: which, which is a little favourite of Michael's mine, <laughs> yeah.
2: and, um, and and the fact that there's always like a cataclysmic fall, normally <laughs> the inspector goes a, under, or, or some accident the an or animal yeah. attack, or in each episode that was really nice. Um, but there's there's two 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 things if I might add to that that's um, that are very specific, and there was a and you touched on it earlier. Erica, there's there's such a lovely heartfelt moment Um, very lucky that you guys wrote that in, that the the inspector comes across this cute little girl and you you played her so, so cutely uh, amongst your myriad of other (laughs) characters and he gets mistaken for Father Christmas (laughs) and I've got to say that was a really special moment Mm -hmm. and so nice, I think there's also a slight call back to it at another time, but obviously I, I, I can't talk too much about that because I think that probably hasn't come out. But no, it has. No, no, it was a Christmas uh, special. we've yeah, released right, it now. It's out, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, he comes um, back as. And, and that was such yeah. a really special moment. um So, to so all of them throughout, you know, with all the characters coming in, with the richness, yeah. with all the hilarities that each character brings. Uh, but as as Constance says, as much as I don't really want to admit <laughs> it or agree. Probably the one of the favourite episodes is is the number two with the with the rollicking train oh, hazard yes. of misadventure. Luke yes.
3: losing his hearing and he's like, Oh, oh, yes. oh that was so, so I, I don't think that's true. the right time, yeah. but it's just the fact you'd yeah. be going along and I'd be like, Okay, so I'll go this way and you go that way and because he hasn't heard me, he's like, Okay, so you go this way and I'll go yeah. that way and it's just like Okay, fine. <laughs> and then just the way it sort of went along, oh, that was just such a clever thing. And you're like, oh my God, I'd never be able to think of that.
2: Yeah. Like, oh and the answer was always half past 11 or something. <laughs> it, was, it was quarter it was, to uh, 12 now, sir. So. Brilliant. And, and, and yeah, and, I mean, that one is an epic, you know. Yes. And obviously, the train and the, and the inspector go their separate ways, not in the best of <laughs> <laughs> the terms. Steph, Gareth, any other?
5: One of my favourite, I've not, not as much experience with it you guys, but. One of my favourite ones was when they all went to the theatre and the... um... The, the theatre caught fire. And it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> upon examination of the sort of backstory, that every single theatre that has ever burnt down has a relative of Constance's. He <laughs> was the fire officer, and they went literally all the way back to the beginning of the seventeenth century sort of that. You know, that, the, the theatre. Oh, that was my uncle. He was everything. Constance touches either, either gets killed or destroyed in some way. she's yeah. just most magnificent creation. Look around the family.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not a particular lots of relatives, lots of relatives. <laughs> lots of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a
8: particular moment but one of the things you discover when you're writing I love about Constance is that she doesn't appear to know any of their names <laughs> <laughs> okay. so she never used okay. to call him science man and girly yeah. and a yeah. yeah. manner of different <laughs> things oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. but it's <aside laughs> love the fact that she doesn't really know who they are that is brilliant Stephel Gareth sort
9: of
7: or I mean I, I hate to come in for episode two as well <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, the main character I played, that Freddie Barry's play, yes. is sort of oh. so so over the top <laughs> that you good. can really oh, yes. sort of lend yourself yes. into just this horrendously oblivious posh person who's oh, drifting through horrendous. life, wasting oh, yeah. money all over yeah. the place, and just really push that character. So that was great <coughs> fun to play. Really enjoyed that. I mean, I love playing all the characters.
2: Uh, Garrett did a great reaction. He gets zapped in the ghoulies. <laughs> and, and the sound effects were very, very good.
3: Oh, because I also did it on you When You Were Rafe as yeah. well. Yes. With the oh, okay. that yeah. I loved so, that bit. <laughs> Steph, any thoughts?
6: Um, I think my favourite moments, a bit of a personal one, is um, in episode three, I think, is when Molly. Yeah. Was in, um, and so it was just really nice that I got to have these little moments with the inspector. Like we had a really nice scene, and I was like, "It's not a window; it's an old painting." <laughs> and then I got to um have little interaction with with uh, Laura. Entertaining, so, yeah, entertaining in his rooms, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, just those little moments. Obviously, I—I I, this is my favorite episode, yeah. the one we just done, because I get to. Join the team and join in the adventures. Yeah. So I'm really excited.
8: you're welcome. It's good.
1: And Dario,
8: any other sort of moments or anything? Um, I don't know, the favorite I think of all the ones we've done so far is the the ones the ones that are out is the Christmas episode because yeah. I've always wanted to write a Christmas story. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're always doing panto, you never get to do anything that's Christmas mm-hmm. related. that isn't panto, so it was really nice to do. And um, and it's it's nice because it's I think it's got some of the funniest stuff. I mean, genuinely, like, to this day, I laugh. Uh, um, it's where you're pretending to be the inspector's ballroom dancing part the <laughs> <laughs> and andy's voice yeah. cracks me up yeah. every time and um and constance gets to sing silent night which yeah. was glorious and oh, yeah. has a sort of tirade against the inspector which yeah. is was so difficult to write <laughs> 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 trying to fight cause trying to top her swearing is really difficult yeah. every time yeah. um, and it's guess? it's yeah. it's quite sweet as well i think it's you know and um and alistair the scene it is a scene when you go back to Fran, the little girl who thinks mm-hmm. that you're Father Christmas, mm-hmm. and he kind of gets to explain himself. It was something we didn't really do in the original live version was a lot of character development. It was a big, fun story that then turns a little bit dark at the end. And it was just very sweet to give him a moment where he's not falling off something <laughs> <Yeah>. or being <laughs> you know, a bit misguided or a bit blunt about things, running into danger without thinking about it. And he gets to sort of explain who he is, and it's really sweet. And Alistair did it perfectly, mm-hmm. and he got, I think it's the line he... He says, I hope I'm a light in the dark. It's a really um, lovely way of how he, yeah. how the heat, for all his blundering and for all of his um, <laughs> bravado, he, you know, he really cares. Mm. So, yeah, it's, that was lovely. There's some, uh, if I say to myself, there's some good ones from series two. Um, watch out for the hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you have it. We've got to keep so listening awesome. now and finding out oh. what happens with the hot
1: air balloon. Hot air balloon. Yes. Um, so thank you very, very much for joining us this evening. Um, as I say, you can find out all the episodes of Inspector Murder on SoundCloud and look forward to Series 2. Do we have a, a, an ETA? Uh,
8: it'll be the autumn. Yeah, we we'll record autumn. it in the summer. It'll be out at some autumn. point. That's what it will
1: be. So, yeah, we'll be recording, we'll be recording that at some point. Over the yeah, sometime soon. And everything. Um, so, if you would like any more information, you can follow us at theatre. Good job. I don't speak for <laughs> 1000 You can also visit www.queensparkarts.com. Oh, brand, brand, new brand new everything website. Everything is there. Um, they hope to be opening their doors May 17th. May being 17th, well? yep. indeed. Uh, so you can see all the workshops and everything there. Do follow us, and you can follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, let us know what you think and get in touch. It'd be lovely to. To hear from you all. Um, so thank you very much for watching. It is only now for me to say goodnight and thank you very much. I'm just going to go round from where I'm sitting um, my point of view from over here. So thank you very much to Alistair. Thank you. To Good night. Stephanie. Mrs. Dario. Andy. Emily.
8: Joe. And Erica.
1: Like, yeah. Bye bye. bye.